The Devil Took Her Tales of Horror is the first time Whanganui-based short story writer Michael Boater has dipped his toe into this popular genre. He's written 12 stories, leading us, as he describes it, to the dark extremes of human behaviour. One of the story's tests of death won last year's Australasian Horror Writers Association Robert N. Stevenson Short Story Award. Well, Michael joins us now. Kia ora, Michael. Kia ora, Lynn. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Curious, though, why this move into horror and why now? Okay, so um, I've published six collections of what they call literary fiction. Um, and when I'm, when I'm explaining literary fiction as a genre to people, I always say it's the snooty, snobby, academic, highbrow stuff. <laughs> um, my stories have always had heaps of conflict and uh, like the, the characters get themselves into all, all sorts of really um, confronting, challenging situations. So it made sense to, uh, to really crank their conflicts up to 11 and add a tiny dash of supernatural stuff. And, um, yeah, uh, literary fiction is, uh, I don't think people are passionate enough about it, whereas horror is uh, really widely appealing. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, it's, it's got a fan base waiting for it, and the story scared me a little bit to write, so I thought I'd pass that on to readers. Well, what, what is the, the appeal of being terrified, do you think, Michael? Okay, it's it's like this. Um, it's the sensation. It's when you're you're lying in bed reading or watching horror, you get that delightful sensation. I'm glad that's not happening to me. I guess the the same thrill of when you read a news story about something really shocking happening to people, and you're like, wow, um, yeah, I'm glad that's not happening to me. Um, and then you feel doubly comfortable with your safe, privileged real world existence. That is very eloquent. Look, I'd like to have a look at Test of Death. It's the one that won the award that I just mentioned. Before you read an excerpt from it for us, what's the premise? And, uh, okay, so Test of Death is the story of um, two teachers. Uh, now, one of the teachers has uh, bowel cancer and, and he's given up on life and he's got a terminal diagnosis and uh, his name's Jared and he's, he, he's a bachelor and he's packing up his life and preparing to die. And his best mate, uh, who's narrating the story, um, is helping him pack up his life. Um, and just before this guy kind of surrenders and, and gives up on life and, uh, and, and lets the cancer take him over, he, at a dinner party, stumbles upon the concept of Tukdam, which in uh, Tibetan Buddhist culture, Tukdam is where monks will meditate uh, as they approach death from natural causes. And this is a real real thing that I read about in National Geographic. They will meditate through their death and they will seemingly prolong the act of dying. And uh, apparently this this is true. Like uh, their, their bodies, uh, their decomposition slows down. So I thought, wow, what if I could um, write about this, this person with cancer um, taking a punt on Tukdam and trying to slow down his death, um, but he slows it down so much that he that it, his death starts to take years, decades, so he effectively becomes the Z word, if you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. If you would read from Test of Death for us, please. Test of Death. My best friend doesn't want to die, but his cancer is irreversible and the sky is black and booming, so I'm swallowing three of his tramadols with a nip of $80 cognac back turned, hovering shamefaced over the armoire where Jared keeps his dusty trophies and awards and undrunk alcohol. I'm a crappy nurse, I know, 
I don't know what else to do except stand around and take his possessions and watch him die. I'm his oldest friend. He tells me to do stuff. I do it for him. Give his suits to St. Vincent de Paul. Okay. Give his Hot Wheels cars to my nephew. Throw out his trophies. Fair enough. It's not as if I deserve one. I haven't done anything to slow down his cancer. We're supposed to be high school teachers, supposed to act brave in front of 200 kids every week, but Jared is behind me, watching TV, slumped on his side, melting into the couch, and I can't face him. Tumors are devouring his insides, and he's told me to help myself to anything in the house. Removing his possessions feels like pulling a plug out of a bathtub, but if I stop packing up his life, will it even slow the cancer? I don't know. People are coming around for a dinner party tonight that everyone assumes will be the last. What hurts him worse than his rotting insides is the uncertainty, the pointlessness of his days. He wants either a miracle extension of his life or a death date. Forget the in-between. Excellent, Michael. Thank you so much. What are another couple of scenarios from the collection to give us a real flavour for the the kind of horror that you're writing? Because, I mean, there's lots of options out there for horror writers. Um, so scenarios, do you mean like um, some synopses of, yeah, of the stories in the exactly. collection? exactly. One of the ones that uh, people who have read it already say they really like is the title story, um, The Devil Took Her. So um, this should ring a bell with a couple of listeners, all right, and and they should think, oh, I know what inspired this one. Right, so The Devil Took Her is um, the story of uh, a guy who um, hires a private detective to... Try and try and find out what happened to his wife when she was uh, becoming depressed and aloof and uh, acting really strangely in, in her final months. The marriage was kind of uh, drifting apart, and um, the wife uh, Justine is her name in the story. Um, now she uh, was becoming she was a reporter, and she was becoming obsessed with um, some loosely connected missing persons cases in. Inland California, so that what they call the Inland Empire, those those uh, flat uh, expanses with the big freeways and, and inland Cali. Um, so in the story, Justine uh, becomes increasingly obsessed with uh, how it appears that um, couples out late at night um, who, who kind of no one would notice going missing, they seem to get uh, sort of stung and kind of uh, paralyzed by some sort of uh, wasp-like attacker um, who would uh, take them away to join his kind of Pied Piper-esque um, troop of people in the night. So that one was, uh, anyone listening would go, oh, yeah, I've, I've heard of the Golden State Killer and uh, and Michelle McNamara, who was a, uh, a kind of true crime writer who, who got really obsessed with that case. So, um, yeah, it's, it's adding a real supernatural twist to uh, Michelle Mac- McNamara's true life story. I get a sense that you've got a real taste, Michael, for writing horror stories. Will you continue in this vein? Yeah, um, you know what's funny is um, I am working reasonably hard marketing this book, but at the same time, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of passion, a lot of inspiration coming up for the next batch of stories. And uh, as a writer, um, when the inspiration comes up, if if you don't grab it immediately and, and try and write about it that day, then you can lose it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm working on the next batch uh, while marketing this. And, um, yeah, I've got some really good inspiration going on at the moment. Well, that's slightly terrifying inspiration for horror stories, Michael. Thank <laughs> you very much. Uh, his short story collection is called The Devil Took Her Tales of Horror, and it's published by the Saga Group.